Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. Well, once again, I'll start with an apology. You know, folks, as you know, all the treatments I'm going through and the battle I'm going through on my cancer fight, or with my cancer fight, I meant to say, combining that with a bunch of other stuff I'm doing, uh, it's just been way too time-consuming for me. Um... You know, when things were more normal in my life, I had plenty of time to do both podcasts and the forum and my full-time job and be a family guy and all that. So, once again, I apologize that it's been away. I've been away for a while. This is probably going to be my last Today's Survival Show podcast for a couple of months. I'm sorry if that disappoints you, uh, some of you. i, I got to, first of all, tell all of you very much uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening all of these years. Some of you have been listening since I started the show. And some of you have been loyal and faithful and everything since then. And, I, and you've been praying for me and encouraging me and things. So I want to start off, after my apology here for being away, I want to start, start off by saying also, thank you, thank you, thank you. you. You guys have been so wonderful. I can't tell you how wonderful it's been. And you know something? All of your encouragement really means a lot. It really means a lot. And I keep it coming. I very much appreciate you doing that. But because of what I've got going on, it's going to be a while. Probably a couple of months before I put out another Today's Survival Show podcast. And I'll have more on that towards the end. But I want to talk about preparing for an illness. And I figured this was a pretty appropriate subject. Because not only... Do I have a major illness, but also my wife? And I want to talk about what major illnesses do to you. And then you can probably figure out how to prepare. You know, it's hard for me to tell you how to prepare for any kind of disaster. Because I don't know you, I don't know your family, I don't know the specifics of your situation. And, you know, any kind of a disaster could hit you at almost any time. So I'm going to tell you what, what major illnesses can do. And you know, when, when, when people start talking about how to prep, have you ever noticed that they typically leave major illness off of the list? Some of the smart ones keep it on there, but you know, you hear about weather disasters and terrorist attacks and EMPs and nuclear bombs and hurricanes and all that other stuff and government collapses and financial collapses and all that. But let me ask you a question. How often do you hear them talk about preparing for a major illness. Because a, a death in the family or a major illness can be a huge stink-hit-the-fan event. And it's done that for me, so, hey, I can, I can talk firsthand about this. So, let's get into it. Let me tell you what it does, and then you can figure out how to prepare. Most of the time, it catches you by surprise. Rarely... Do you expect a major illness? Rarely is somebody in a situation where they're expecting it any day now or any week now or any month, it's going to hit. So it's like any other disaster. Normally, catches you by surprise. But here are some things that maybe you didn't think about. First of all, it's very time-consuming. Very time-consuming. You know, my cancer and then my wife's ALS, it's, they're both very, very time-consuming. The doctor's appointments that you have to go through and the tests that you have to go through are immense. 
Sorry about that. I wanted to grab a quick call. Anyway, it's very time-consuming. It's a very immense amount of time that you have to spend. Doctor's appointments, tests, discussing results, trying to get your family business in order once you find out what the results are. But... That's time-consuming. So, you know, a lot of people don't put enough value on their time. And I do. I don't know about you, but, you know, how much value do you put on your time? And I'm not just talking about a monetary value. I'm talking about time away from family, even if you don't have to travel. If you get a major illness and you got to go to the doctor a lot and you have to go get a lot of tests run and maybe surgical procedures and things like that, it is going to pull you away from your family more than you know, even... If you're staying local in your town. Now, I've been having to do a lot of traveling back and forth from San Antonio to Houston because I've chosen MD Anderson for the, um, for the cancer treatments I'm getting now. So, it, it, it's the time that you're not preparing for. Now, here's the thing. First of all, time means money and time means emotion. And let me talk about those two things. Have you ever thought about it that way? Everybody thinks about it as time means money. But have you ever thought about the fact that time also means emotion? Aha! Right? Here's what I'm talking about. First of all, money. Yeah, you know, all the time that you spend is time you can't be productive otherwise. You can't be productive in whatever job you're doing or whatever money-making venture that you're doing, especially if you're in business for yourself. Okay, if you're in business for yourself... Your time might even be more valuable. But even if you're an hourly employee, your time is valuable. Because those are hours you probably don't get paid for at work. Even if you're a salaried employee, it's going to end up costing you money at some point down the road. Because you're going to get behind in your work and things like that. It's going to cost you productivity. So you've heard me talk about on this program before that I believe one survival trait that people should possess is that they must always do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. I'll say that again. Always do the most productive thing possible at every given moment. It doesn't always mean working. You know, it could mean taking a nap. It could mean spending time with your family. It could mean... shooting around the golf. It could mean shooting a gun like I I like to do when I go out to the range and things like that. Whatever you enjoy is also uh, something that's very productive that you should be doing. But the time of a major illness is something that you've got to prepare for. You need to set your business up and and your work life especially. You need to set it up to think about this. Here's the way you need to set it up. What happens if you have to spend a lot of time away. Do you have somebody else that could take over your business? Okay? Think about that. If you're in business for yourself, is there somebody who could take that over? If you're a salaried or hourly employee, you have to ask yourself, wow, if I have to spend a lot of time away from my work, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose my job? Then you got to prep for that. Or is there somebody that could temporarily, in my business, or in the place that I work, is there somebody that could temporarily step in and do my job? And that's something you need to discuss with your boss. If you find out you have a major illness and you're going to have to spend a lot of time away in doctors, tests, treatments, hospitals, whatever, you got to discuss that with your boss. Fortunately now, my employer has been awesome to deal with. This is easily the best job I've ever had and the best people I've ever worked for. Basically, they have said to me, Bob, whatever you have to do, to get better, you just do it. 
and you don't worry about your job. It'll be here when you get back. We'll take care of it for you. Wow, isn't that awesome? Okay, I am blessed. God has blessed me with such a great employer. All right, now there is going to be a point where I'm going to have to file for disability. I'm going to have to make it official and file for disability just for a short-term, short-term disability. Okay, at least I'm, I'm hoping it's a short-term disability. <laughs> okay, so, but you need to plan for that because if your employer is not like mine and you're not quite sure they're going to work with you like that, you need to plan for that and have that discussion with your boss ahead of time. Or if you're self-employed, you got to make plans as to who's going to take over your spot while you're gone. So that's time. The other thing you need to be prepared for is obviously money. you really got to be financially prepared. This is why I can't stress strongly enough the importance of prepping financially. You know, you've heard Dave Ramsey talk about an emergency fund, and you know I'm a huge Dave Ramsey fan. Dave's changed my life in a lot of ways, financially. You just can't imagine how much a major illness is going to cost you, even if you have good insurance. And see, that's a big problem these days. A lot of people are losing their health insurance. A lot of a lot of people did not get to keep their doctor if they wanted to keep their doctor. They didn't get to keep their health plan. If they wanted to keep their health plan. That was a lie. And so a lot of us that are listening to this show don't have any health insurance. And a major illness is probably one of the leading causes of bankruptcy. If not the number one cause of people filing bankruptcy. So prep financially. Stock, stock as much money away. Even if you have insurance. There's deductibles. There's maximum out of pockets. There's other expenses and things that you're not even going to think about. And if you have to travel, there's travel expenses and all that. So I want you to put that in the back of your mind. I want you to start prepping for that as well. Finances. So that emergency fund, that couple thousand bucks that Dave talks about, that Dave Ramsey talks about, that's a bare minimum. That's really the bare minimum. Okay, try to have a lot more than that. As I've told you, as I've told you before, my wife and I have enough in the bank where we could survive well over a year if I had no income. Okay, I'll say that again. We could survive for well over a year if I had no income at all and she had no income. We could pay our bills and keep them paid for a year. You got to be in that situation, folks. So, you know, really work on that. I, you know, food stores are great, and and food stores are like money in the bank. If you have a major illness and you can't spend much time at your job, and your pay is cut as a result, or your job is eliminated as a result, then guess what? Your food that you got stored is like money in the bank. You can live off of that. Okay, now. Another thing, sorry about that, another thing to prepare for in a major illness is the emotional toll that it can take on you and your family. It's going to add stress. Okay, now, (laughs) you know, I'm a fairly positive guy, but I got to tell you folks, there are times I'm negative. Really, there are times I'm very negative. And if it weren't for some of you... And some family members that try to keep me pumped up and positive. I don't know what would happen. 
So many of you are praying for me. Thank you. Even if you're not people of faith, you're you know you're you're encouraging me. And most of you know I am a man of faith. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I am a Christian. And if you don't believe that, that's okay. I'm not going to say that you're any less of a prepper or survivalist because you don't believe that. I mean, I wish you would believe that. But if you don't, that's okay. We do have religious freedom. Okay, at least in America. Some of my international listeners listening right now may not have religious freedom, which is unfortunate, but we do here. All right? So, thank you very much for your prayers. Thank you for many of you that, maybe if you're not a person of faith, you're sending me encouraging emails and uh, voicemails and things like that. I very, very much appreciate that. You don't know how much that means. Keep them coming. So, the emotional tone. Now, here's a couple ways that it's going to take its toll emotionally. Well, first of all, you know, time away from your family is going to have an emotional impact on you. But also, uh, these waiting for test results, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and the suspense is going to stress you out. Then whatever kind of diagnosis you get, whether it's a diagnosis that's terminal, whether it's one that can, you know, can be cured, or whether it's something in between, obviously that's going to carry an emotional toll. And then you're going to have to try to find somebody to help take care of you and your family if... You need that. Like in my situation, for example, my wife may not be able to take care of me much longer. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I hope so. I hope she can. But if not, then you've got the emotional toll of the fact that, hey, somebody else is meddling in your family care. And i got to tell you, you might not even think about that now. That might be something that's far from your mind. But somebody else that's meddling in, messing around, or getting involved, in your family's care and everyday activities can really have a huge negative emotional impact on you. Okay, you might not think so, but it does. You know, because you've been in control so long, or both you and your spouse have been in control for so long, now when somebody else has some control, that's sometimes a big deal. And what if you're the kind of person that does some farming or you do some crop growing alright and then what if the major illness keeps you from being able to garden what if it keeps you from being able to properly raise your life, your livestock now who's going to do that Okay, who's going to take care of those animals who's going to raise those crops so I want you to think about that you know we become so self-reliant and that's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with being self-reliant. That's what today's survival show is all about. That's the mindset that we have. But that can also be a hindrance. Self-reliance. Well, what if yourself is taken out by a major illness? Or what if you're taken out by something that leads to your death? Have you prepared for that too? Aha! Think about that. But I do want to focus pretty much on illness... For this podcast. So the emotional toll and who's going to take over your prepping. Okay, it's still got to be done. Or are you just going to get rid of it all? That's what you got to think about, see? Okay, and while I'm on this subject, you have to think about the rest of your family. If you have a major illness, if that hits you, if that's your stink hit the fan event, like it's been for me right now, what about the rest of, the, of your family? How are they going to survive? 
How are they going to make it on their own? Even if you're at home and can't do much, how are they going to make it on your on their own? Maybe things might change where one of them who doesn't have a job right now has to go out and try to find a job. Whoa, think about that. Now think about the terrible job market we have in most places in the United States and maybe internationally people outside of the U.S. that are listening to this. Your job market might not be so rosy either. So now what? There's even more emotion that gets injected into the picture. So you're reeling from your illness, from the emotions and the time consumption of your illness, and then you throw in that somebody has to go out and get a job that maybe hasn't been doing that, or maybe they have to go out and get a second job. Maybe they already have one, but now because you can't earn the living you used to be able to earn, or you can't prep like you used to be able to prep, now somebody else has to fill in the gap. So now they start feeling it emotionally. See, it's not just you. It has a ripple effect throughout your whole family, doesn't it? You see, that's what you got to think about. So what is that ripple effect and how are you going to handle that? And the best thing is, is to have discussions in advance. See, this is something that me and my family failed to do. So I want you to learn from my mistakes. A few years ago, we never had this discussion. Because, quite frankly, we never had anybody that motivated us to have this discussion. And hopefully I'm motivating you to have this discussion with your family members. What happens if a major illness hits us? What are we going to do? So have those discussions. The same way that you have your discussions with your kids about what are you going to do if a tornado hits or a hurricane hits or an earthquake hits. Those same discussions you have with your spouse and your kids... You need to have the discussion, hey, what happens if a major illness hits us? Maybe your plans and preps might be somewhat the same. But I got a feeling they're going to change a little bit. Because I think there's quite a few of you that are listening to this show. You're a prepper, you're a self-reliant kind of person, but you know you also work a job. Even if it might not be a great job, doesn't pay a lot of money, might not be a job you like, it's still a job. And thank God that you have it. But what if you can't do it anymore? Okay, so you need to discuss that. And discuss it with all members of your family. And again, we did not do this. So I think it severely increased the emotional toll that it took on my family and myself. Because we just, hey, we frankly didn't even talk about it. It's kind of like death. You don't want to talk about that either. But you got to be prepared for what happens if you're no longer there. Because for 100% surety, we're all going to die. Just matters, just a matter of when. So, have you done this? Have you talked about this stuff in advance? Take it from me, we did not. I severely regret it. And now we're actually having to try to play a lot of catch-up because we didn't do it. Now, another part of the discussion you might want to have with your family, if, you're, if, if a major illness hits you and it ends up costing you a ton of money, you may have to move to a different location. You might have to get a different house, a different home. You may not be able to stay where you're at and continue to pay the mortgage if you have one and the expenses if you have those. So, have you had that discussion? Where are you going to live? Where are you going to go? About how much can you spend? What can you do? When you're there, 
What kind of prepping can you do when you're there? Is it going to be conducive for your family? What's going to happen to your kids that are in school if you have kids that are in school? All these are questions, and you know what? If you're a retired person listening to this, and you're now in your retirement home, your dream retirement home, or you're exactly where you want to be, but you get hit by a major illness, well, now what's going to happen? Are you going to have to sell some things off that you might own free and clear in order to be able to pay for the expenses of your illness? Or do you have good insurance that will take care of that? Or is it going to be a little bit of both? What about if you have grandkids when they come to see you? What's going to happen? And then it has an emotional toll on your other family members like your sons and your daughters and your grandkids. So I want you to you know, prepare for that too. What if one of them has to be a caregiver? Whoa, think about that. You, know, you may want to have this discussion ahead of time with family members such as your sons, your daughters, your granddaughters, and your grandsons. They may end up being caregivers if you have a major illness. Okay, right now I'm my own caregiver, but there's going to come a point in time where I'm going to need a caregiver to get me through a short term of my treatment. All right, I've already prepped for that. I already got that lined up. I already have a person who's going to be my caregiver. And we're in the uh, process of, of solidifying some people who are going to be caregivers for my wife. But that's important. So you got to prep for that, and you got to discuss this stuff in advance, because here's the problem. If you don't discuss it with them in advance, and they're not ready for it, then when you hit them with it, when you call them up and say, hey, guess what? I just got diagnosed with XYZ, and in about a month, I'm going to need somebody to take care of me. Can you do it? Well, think about that. What kind of reaction are you going to get? What's that going to do to their emotional uh, psychiatric state? First of all, they're going to get hit with some bad news from you, about you. And then it's even worse when you ask them if they can spend time being a caregiver. Because then they got to be away from their family and their job. And see, you see what kind of a ripple effect this has? You see where it goes? You see what ends up happening here? So think about all that stuff in advance. Write some of this stuff down that I'm talking about. Because I'm on a drive right now. I'm in the mobile studio and uh, I get to go home for a couple of days, so I'm going to enjoy being at home for a couple of days. So, while I'm in the mobile studio dictating this, I'm just basically doing this off the top of my head and, uh, and off of personal experience. But I want you to either write this down or type it into your computer or your iPad, iPhone, what have you. And start thinking about this. Add this to your prepping list and start answering these questions for yourself. You know, a single person is going to be a lot different than someone married and has a bunch of kids or something like that. But you're all going to get affected, whether you're single or whether you're married with children. You're still going to get affected in a negative way by this illness. And you need this needs to be near the top of your list. It does. And I severely regret that we did not put this near the top of our list. And so, like I said, it's kind of got us in a... Uh, tough spot right now, but we'll get over it. We'll get through it. Okay, now I want to get back to travel for a minute. Most major illnesses can't be dealt with by just the local doctors and facilities that you have in your area. Some of you, you may live out in the country, and so you have to travel quite a ways to get to a medical facility that's going to be able to help you and treat you. Well, 
what what plans do you have for that? First of all, do you have reliable transportation? Second of all, what if you can't drive? Do you have somebody that can drive you? Okay. Uh, and what what about all those travel expenses? Have you prepared for that? Now, if you even if you don't live out in the country, let's say you live in a large city, and everything can be handled in your local area. That's okay, and that's good. God bless you on that. But every once in a while, you may have to go see a specialist somewhere that doesn't exist where you are. And you may have to travel out of town. And so that is a consideration. And again, the most important thing to think about is what happens if you can't drive. So these are discussions you have to have with people. And I think, you know, it's dawning on me that the the, the most important prep that you can make to prepare for a major illness would be having discussions like this in advance. Would you agree with me on that? You got you got to have discussions in advance with people. And again, it's a negative subject. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's one of those negative subjects like death. Nobody wants to talk about death or major illnesses, but these are conversations that have to be had. And they're not as pleasant of conversations to have as others are. In fact, you know, some people find it easier to talk about a hurricane or to talk about a tornado or to talk about an earthquake hitting or to talk about a terrorist attack or rioting or or looting that goes on in their area where they live. That stuff's easier to talk about than illnesses and death. But talking about illnesses and death, it's subjects, it's, it's it's a subject you have to have a discussion about. No one likes it, but you got to do it. All right, so think about what I'm going to share with you coming up next. Where is the money going to come from? Where's the time going to come from? And where are the people going to come from? Money, time, and people. That's kind of a recap of what I've covered, but... Those are the three most important parts of prepping for a a major illness, in my opinion. Where is the money going to come from? Where is your time going to come from? And who are the people that are going to get involved? These are three questions that you have to answer, and you have to answer them now. And don't wait until a major illness stink hit the fan hits you. Alright? So... Since this is going to be the last podcast that I put out for a while, I want to say a few things. First of all, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope that all of you have a wonderful, merry, merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And that your families that you get together with, I hope that it's harmonious. I hope it's happy. I hope this is an excellent Christmas season for you. And I'll be thinking about all of you, even though some of you I've never met I'll be thinking about all of you who participate in the forum. I'll be thinking about all of you who have connected with me on Facebook. There is a Today's Survival Show Facebook page. I'd appreciate it if you would like the Today's Survival Show Facebook page. Just log on to Facebook and search Today's Survival Show. You'll see it. Throw a comment up there if you want. Uh, The forum. If you're not a member of our forum, 
I am going to be checking in on the forum from time to time. I do have to approve your account. So register and then send me an email at bob at todayssurvival.com and tell me your username and your password. And then I'll, I'll try to approve your account as quick as I can and you can start posting on the forum. But I'll be thinking about all of you. And thank you again for what you're doing for me. Please don't forget that uh, one way you can support my cause and also support this show, because I do plan to be back after my treatments are finished doing more, talking about prepping a lot more. When you buy something on Amazon, since this is the Christmas season, I know a lot of you are Christmas shopping and you're buying things on the Internet and you're using the Amazon site. Go to todayssurvival.com and remember there's two S's in that web address, todayssurvival.com. Click the Amazon store and please use my link when you make a purchase. It'll help support my show. Amazon gives me a uh, commission for that. It doesn't cost you any extra money. You're going to spend it anyway. Even if it's after Christmas and you're going to, maybe somebody got you a gift card that you're going to use to make an Amazon purchase or something like that, please do it on my site. I'd very much appreciate that on, on, in doing it on my link. But I want to close by saying you have no idea how much your prayers and your encouragement mean to me. Okay? Your prayers mean a lot to me because I am a man of faith and I know that it works. Your encouragement means a lot to me because I have negative days. And sometimes when I have a negative day, all I have to do is just go through my Facebook timeline. Now, if some of you want to follow me personally on Facebook, personally, you can search Bob Main, M-A-Y-N-E. And, but mainly I put personal information up there. If you want to follow me from a prepper, prepper and survival and self-reliance standpoint, today's survival show is the best Facebook page to use for that. Okay? But all I have to do is to go through my uh, timeline and start looking at what, you know, the encouragement that people have sent me over the last several months. And it puts a smile on my face and it brings back some positive feelings. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Many of you don't know it, but you're doing God's work by doing that. So, for a while I have to say goodbye. Because my priority number one is getting well and living. So I can get through my stem cell transplant that's coming up. And by the way, if you don't know what that is, Google Google adult stem cell transplant. And that's what I'm having to go through to try to cure the uh, lymphoma cancer that I have. Uh, most of you know I recently went through brain surgery because it, it formed a, a little tumor at the base of my brain, at the base of my cerebellum. So this is basically to keep it away, and um, this gives me a, a chance, even though it's a less than 50% chance, it gives me a chance of a cure. Okay? Or if not a cure, a real long remission. But I want to come back. So, I'm going to have to take a break and reduce my overall workload, reduce my stress. And uh, this is one way I'm going to have to do it. But I won't be gone forever. But I have to say, for a while, for two or three months at least, goodbye. And um, again, I hope all of you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. And even after the New Year rolls around in 2015... I hope that you start your new year well. I hope you 
you start it with good preps. And uh, think about, even though it's not something that everybody wants to talk about in the beginning of a new year, think about prepping for a major illness. It just might help you out just as much as any of your other preps would help you out one day, okay? So, with all that said, I'm Bob Main. Thanks for listening to another episode of today's survival show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.